Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 112 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. And what I had planned to do this week was to continue our countdown where we rank the 19 Ranger playoff series victories from 1994 to current day. And that's going to be a three-parter. We did part one of this on Friday. That was episode 111, so you can go back and catch that if you missed it. And we will get back to that later in the week. We're going to have part two and then part three. But I thought that enough happened this weekend that, you know, we could kind of shift gears and talk about some other things. Uh, One of them is not so pleasant, but it's something that I think uh, we need to call some attention to here on the podcast. That, of course, was the incident with Keandre Miller, where he was basically racially attacked during a Zoom video conference by just a pathetic loser. I mean, there's no other word for people like that, you know, that just attack him completely out of nowhere and bring race into it. Uh, Just just an ugly situation there. I don't think it was anybody's fault other than the one individual. We'll talk about that in just a second. The other thing I want to get to at some point here today is the possibility of the NHL completing the season. I mean, we've been talking about that a little bit here and there uh, as this uh, pandemic has gone on. But now it's looking like there's an actual target date. They're looking to bring back hockey in either August or September. So still some hope of salvaging this season and awarding a Stanley Cup championship. And and that would really be a great thing to see. But first, let's go ahead. And like we said, we're going to start with this Ke'Andre Miller thing. And this is something that I considered not even talking about because individuals like the one who attacked Ke'Andre Miller during this Zoom call are just terrible people, and they just feed off of negativity, and they feed off of attention like this. So my idea was, I'm not even going to talk about it, because why give this this moron any more attention than he's already getting? But at the same time, I, I didn't want to shy away from it, because, you know, this is something fairly big that happened. It obviously, you know, made some headlines, and it, it's something that I think we need to talk about. This is a New York Rangers podcast, after all. And I think most people have heard about this by now, but just in case anybody missed it, you know, it's possible. Uh, This is a quick version of what happened uh, late Friday afternoon. Keandre Miller, Ranger defenseman, he's a prospect, young kid, uh, had a great college career. And, you know, he's he's going to be making his Ranger debut in the near future. That's that's the idea, I think. You know, I'm sure he'll be in the AHL for a while. But sooner or later, this this guy's going to be wearing Ranger blue, no doubt about it. And what happened was the Rangers put something together where Keandre Miller could kind of introduce himself to some Ranger fans on a Zoom call. And he was joined by 500 Ranger fans. That's where they kept the number. And for those of you that don't know what a Zoom call is, it's basically a video conference uh, service. And it's gotten more popular in recent weeks here as so many of us are stuck inside. That's how a lot of businesses are, are, are doing their thing and, you know, keeping people connected. A lot of video conferences through Zoom and the idea here was that Keandre Miller would just sit there, just talk to, you know, the 500 Ranger fans that were lucky enough to get in there and just have a chat with them. You know, you can ask him questions. You know, how did you get into hockey? Who was your favorite player growing up? Who was your favorite team growing up? Which player do you think you're most similar to, you know, in the NHL today? And hey, for 499 people in this chat, I'm sure that's what they wanted to do. They genuinely wanted to get to know Keandre Miller a little bit. It's fun stuff on the surface. It sounds like a great idea. Unfortunately, it took a dark turn thanks to one just pathetic loser who basically just unloaded with a barrage of racist comments. Uh, He 
called Miller a racial slur over and over and over again. Basically how it works is you've got the video conference, but then there's also a side chat bar where basically like an old chat room where you can just type in comments to people and just ask Andre Miller questions through the side chat bar. And unfortunately, like I said, this one individual just over and over and over again using a racial slur directed at Miller. You know, Miller tried to take the high road, ignore it, try to continue interacting with the fans who actually want to be there, who actually want to get to know him, who actually want to ask him some intelligent questions. And it goes without saying, there's no place in this world on the ice or off the ice or anywhere really for for this kind of racism. It's just absolutely disgusting. And the thing that I keep going back to is, you know, we all wake up in the morning, there's a million different things we can do in our day, right? You know, I mean, there's work, obviously, but you can go for a walk, you can go for a run, you can clean your house a little bit, you can donate some money to a charity, which right now is a great idea, be an appropriate time to do that. You can, and keep in mind, by the way, that most of us have more time on our hands than usual right now. You know, a lot of us are working at home and some of us may not be working at all. And, you know, my heart goes out to anybody that's been affected in that way, you know, from this pandemic. But again, you know, all the different choices you have to make after you wake up, you know, you can call a family member, you can call a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time, you can read a book, you can play a game of chess, you can play a board game, you can play a video game, you can watch a movie, you can binge watch a TV show on Netflix right now. All these choices, and yet this one, again, this this pathetic loser, this waste of oxygen, decides to go onto a chat room and just make horrific comments to a hockey player over and over and over and over again. It's just pathetic, and... The other thing that I think really kind of sucks here is that Keandre Miller is a very good hockey player, very highly thought of, uh, good, solid two-way defenseman prospect, a first-round pick of the Rangers back in 2018. He went number 22 overall. He has twice played in the World Juniors. He played his college hockey at the University of Wisconsin. Unfortunately, now, people who don't really follow the Rangers or even some people who do follow the Rangers, they don't really know of Keandre Miller. They, I mean, he's certainly not a household name yet, and now that this has happened, you're going to hear the name Keandre Miller, and you're going to immediately think, oh, it was that player who got racially abused in a Zoom chat, and it's not Keandre Miller's fault. It's not even anyone's fault for thinking that, because again, he was not a household name. People are not really aware of him. There might even be some Ranger fans listening to this right now who didn't really know who Keandre Miller was before this happened, because not everybody is going to follow the organization, you know, from top to bottom, front to back, know all the ins and outs, know all every single prospect that the Rangers have. And so maybe some people had not yet heard of Keandre Miller when this happened. And unfortunately now, because of this one racist moron, you've, you're going to have people when they hear the name Keandre Miller, this is the first thing they're going to think of. And and that's not Miller's fault. He doesn't deserve it. And, you know, let's also keep in mind that Miller didn't even have to participate in this Zoom video conference call here because I mean, he's not contractually obligated or anything like that. He did it out of the goodness of his heart. He did it to make a connection with Ranger fans. He did it probably to, to you know, give people something to do, people who are stuck inside right now. Give them an outlet. Hey, this will be cool. We get to meet one of the Ranger prospects. We get to find out who he is as a hockey player, who he is as an individual. And then this one idiot goes out and ruins everything. And coming out of this horrible incident, I have two wishes. And the first one is that, first of all, they find this this individual, this sick individual that went on this Zoom call, and they find him. He is a racist dirtbag. So let's expose him. Let's let everybody know. Let's put a name to these these comments in this chat room. Let's let's put a face to it as well, and everybody can know that's who this guy is, and it can stick to him for the rest of his life. Let's get his identity known, and let's make sure that everywhere he goes, he's known as the guy, oh, that's that racist piece of garbage who jumped into that hockey chat room and said a bunch of horrible things to a New York Ranger. Make sure this sticks to him. 
I, I keep saying him. I don't even know for sure that it's a guy. But whoever it is, let's just hope that this person gets exposed. And let's make sure that everywhere this person goes, they are known as, as the person, the racist person in the Zoom call with Keandre Miller. And, you know, good luck getting a job. Good luck getting anywhere in life once something like that sticks to you. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rangers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ranger fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Ranger fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. My other wish here is that, you know, I hope Keandre Miller makes it to the NHL. He's going to make it to the NHL. I mean, the Rangers took him in the first round. Eventually, they're going to throw him out there and, and let him do his thing. But I hope when he does get to the NHL, uh, he just goes out there and lights it up and just has an unbelievable career. I hope he's with the Rangers for 10 years. I hope that this doesn't bother him in the long term. I, I, how can it not bother you when, when it happens? Uh, he has my sympathy because nobody should ever have to go through this. Whether you're a famous hockey player or not, uh, racial hatred just has no place in this world. But yeah, I, I hope that Keandre Miller just makes it to the NHL, lights it up as soon as he gets out there, never looks back, sticks with the Rangers for many, many years going forward. He's just 20 years old, so the sky's the limit. He's a kid with a lot of upside, and you know I'm just looking forward to seeing what he can do at the NHL level. I will read the statement from the Rangers here on the incident just in case anybody missed it. This was released a little bit later on Friday afternoon after the incident took place. And the Rangers said on Twitter, We held an online video chat with fans and New York Rangers prospect Keandre Miller, during which a vile individual hijacked the chat to post racial slurs, which we disabled as soon as possible. We were incredibly appalled by this behavior, which has no place online, on the ice, or anywhere, and we are investigating the matter. And yeah, the one thing I didn't get through this whole thing, I mean, listen, what happened was horrible, but to put this on anybody other than the one individual I think is wrong. And one thing I noticed is that soon after it happened, the Rangers organization was taking a lot of abuse from this. You know, people posting comments on Twitter, oh yeah, real nice Rangers. Oh, hey, keep it classy, Rangers. What did the Rangers do here? And I'm not even like being incredulous when I asked this because I I looked around and, and, you know, you look on the internet, you try to get to the bottom of this, you try to find as much news on the matter as you can. I didn't see anything that the Rangers did wrong unless you could argue that maybe this whole thing shouldn't have taken place to begin with because you just, you know, you put 500 people in a chat room and they can all basically just say whatever they want and not face any consequences. But I think the Rangers, you know, they were looking to give people a little bit more credit than that. They thought this was going to be just a nice conversation, you know. It's an opportunity to get to know a player that a lot of us don't really know a whole lot about. Like I said, he's just 20 years old. He just recently signed his entry-level contract with the Rangers. So on the surface, it was a cool opportunity to get a chance to get to know the newest New York Ranger. And it was just one jackass who ruined it. But for the Rangers to you know, take all this abuse online and, and like, it's their fault. Like, I I just, I didn't really understand it because, you know, again, the Rangers can't control what this one idiot posts in a chat room. 
And it seemed like they they disabled him and blocked him and got him out of there as quickly as they possibly could. You know, again, it, it was just a nonstop, lightning-quick barrage of racial slurs. It was just a horrible thing. And the Rangers addressed it. They addressed it, you know, maybe about three hours later, I think it was. And, you know, there were people saying, oh, nothing from the Rangers yet. They still haven't said anything. They still haven't said anything. Look, this is horrible, and it, it takes a little bit of time to put out a statement like this because, first of all, you're shocked by it. And then secondly, I'm sure the Rangers, you know, the front office members were talking to Keandre Miller about the incident. I'm, you know, I'm sure that they were apologizing to him. And then, you know, you have to all get on the same page. You know, all these people, they're, everybody's at home right now. Nobody's at the office. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of the members of the Rangers front office had to kind of come together and, you know, figure out what do we want to put in this statement. And I, I, I think they did all things considered, you know, as well as they could with it. Again, it's a very awful situation. It's a horrible thing that happened to K. Andre Miller. It's an uncomfortable situation. And the Rangers, you know, put out that statement and, and they did the best that they could with it. And you could say maybe three hours is a long time for the Rangers to put any kind of a a statement out there into the world. But again, you know, the, everybody's, everybody's kind of shocked when it happens and it, it takes some time to get the wording of this correct and put out exactly what you want to say, especially when you're dealing with a sensitive nature such as this. So again, you know, obviously my heart goes out to Keandre Miller. It's horrible that he had to deal with this. Hopefully he never has to deal with anything like this ever again. Here's hoping that the individual who caused all this is located and exposed. And here's also hoping that Keandre Miller makes his Ranger debut in relatively short order and just gets off to a great start with the team. And he goes out there and just kills it and hopefully has just an outstanding long-term career preferably with the New York Rangers. He can be on the Ranger blue line for 15 years for all I care. He's only 20 years old, so the sky's the limit. The other big news from over the weekend is, of course, that there was a conference call between the president and all of the commissioners of every major sport, including Gary Bettman, of course. And the goal right now for both the NHL and the NBA is to have fans back in the stands in either August or September. And, I mean, it's possible. You know, this is obviously a very fluid situation that we're dealing with here. But, you know, hearing that this is going to be supposedly the worst week of the coronavirus, that obviously implies that things will be getting better in the following weeks. And, you know, we, I know we all want hockey. You can count me among that. I really want to see this season finished. I really want to see the Rangers get back out there on the ice and continue to compete for a playoff spot. I really want to see the Stanley Cup get awarded. And who doesn't love the Stanley Cup playoffs? But you do have to be careful. You don't want people kind of jumping the gun here. And again, you know, I'm not a doctor or a scientist or anything like that, obviously. But I just think that, you know, when this virus starts to go away, you don't want to have people acting too soon and just kind of running back outside and, and running back to the movie theaters and running back to concerts and running back to sports arenas and businesses and all those things. Because if you jump the gun here and the disease hasn't quite gone away yet, you could start the whole thing all over again. And then we're all stuck inside for God only knows how many more months. So the NHL, you know, just like all the other sports leagues, really in a tricky spot here because, again, you, you do want to complete the season if you're the NHL or the NBA. If you're MLB, you certainly want to get your season started and, and have the World Series, you know, in the fall. Uh, MLB not going to play a full 162. That doesn't seem possible, especially when you consider that they play basically every day. But whatever league it is, you want to complete your season. You want to award your championship. And frankly, you don't want to continue to bleed money here. And if we do get back to normal in time to salvage the rest of the regular season and also have the postseason tournament, uh, that would be fantastic. But you just can't do it at the risk of everyone's health and safety, including the players, you know, the referees, the coaches and the fans. You know, it's because the idea right now of having these arenas packed to the rafters, it's a little bit scary, you know, given what's happened recently. So 
you got to exercise caution. Of course, there's also the possibility of having the regular season and the postseason in empty arenas. But you got to remember, there's still a lot of people there. You know, you still got players on both teams and you've got coaches and you've got referees and you've got, you know, cameramen and, and production crews and announcers. I mean, I suppose you could do games without announcers, but that would just be really weird. And then this news dropped this morning. The NHL and the NHLPA have begun discussing where the regular season and the postseason games could be held to conclude the season. And one area that has come up as an option is North Dakota. And yeah, I mean, I think if if you're going to be doing Stanley Cup playoffs in the middle of August, you're probably going to want to do it somewhere where it's fairly cold. And so it might be hard to play hockey games, you know, in Tampa Bay in July or August. Good luck keeping the ice intact for that. But yeah, on the surface, I think North Dakota, you know, is is a good option. You bring every team to North Dakota. It's kind of a a central location. You know, you've got teams coming from all over the country and all over Canada as well. So that's kind of right in the middle of everything. And so, yeah, you know, I I think that's a a solid option. But again, you got to be careful. These players are going to need somewhere to stay. They're going to have to stay in hotels. And then you've got hotel workers and you've got other guests coming in and out of the hotel. And you've got you know, bus drivers giving transportation to the arenas. And again, you know, the arena security and and everybody who works there. And so you you just got to be careful because it doesn't take much for this whole thing to just start all over again. So again, you know, I want to see this season concluded as much as the next guy, but not at the risk of everyone's health and safety. And so, you know, it it really is uh, very much a touch and go situation for the NHL. And it's, it's, something that I'm sure they would like to see happen. We all want to see it happen. We all want to see a Stanley Cup champion crowned, but you just got to be careful. And, you know, you might hear August and September and think, oh, well, that's too late to do it. It's going to run into the next season. But let's say this pandemic does indeed go away and everything's safe and all experts agree it's cool. Everybody can go back outside. You know, everybody can go back to these sports games and we can do the Stanley Cup playoffs. You might think that August and September is too late to do that because it's going to run into the next season, but why not just push back the next season? You know, there could kind of be a little bit of a chain reaction here. I would push back and even shorten the 2020-2021 season if it means that we can conclude our current season with a Stanley Cup champion. And even if you have to shorten next season a little bit, if you have to knock it down from 82 games to say, I don't know, 65 games, that's fine. You know, that that's okay. I would rather uh, have a Stanley Cup champion crown this season and do the Stanley Cup playoffs rather than just cancel the season for the sake of starting next season on time. The only other thing I want to talk about here before we wrap up for the day is WrestleMania over the weekend. For anyone who doesn't know, my full-time job is with WWE, and WrestleMania is basically the Super Bowl of wrestling shows. And over the weekend, it was actually broken into two nights this year. There was a show on Saturday night and a show on Sunday night. And what they did was they taped it in front of an empty arena uh, about a week and a half ago. And then they they played the footage last night on the WWE Network. And the reason I bring it up, I mean, first of all, there's no other sports right now. So there's really not a whole lot else to talk about other than pro wrestling. But the reason I bring it up is it was originally supposed to happen in Raymond James Stadium, which is where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play their home games. And it would have been packed. I mean, WrestleMania always sells out these, these massive football stadiums, unfortunately. Due to obvious reasons, uh, WrestleMania was confined to, you know, just a small little TV studio at their performance center in Orlando, Florida. But the reason I mention it, first of all, I thought it was a really good show given the circumstances. You know, obviously no fans there, but I thought overall they put on two pretty solid shows on Saturday night and Sunday night. I really enjoyed them. And the 
Main reason I bring it up, though, is because it was, of course, done in front of an empty arena. No fans present. And so I think that kind of just got me used to the idea of seeing a sporting event contested with no fans. Now, it's really strange, especially like anybody who watches pro wrestling or maybe you haven't watched in a long time, but you used to watch back in the day. You know that it's very dependent on crowd reactions, you know, when they're out there talking or when they're when they're having their matches. Uh, all the big moments of the match, you, you get the, this roar that, that comes in. And, you know, the, the wrestlers are very used to playing to the crowd, playing to the fans. You know, the good guys will get the fans pumped up. The bad guys will sneer at them. You know, there's, there's a lot of interaction going on between the wrestlers and the fans. Now, with hockey, it's a little bit different, obviously, because, you know, the, the players don't necessarily have to look at the fans. But for the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're so used to having you know, just the fans going crazy and standing up the entire game and just making so much noise and, you know, just reacting to every single puck possession with every single scoring opportunity. And it will be really weird if we do the Stanley Cup playoffs in front of empty arenas. But like I said, I think it can be done. I mean, it's it's not going to take away as much as you might think that it would take away as far as, you know, the big game feel. It's still, watching this show, I mean, it was weird, but it still felt like WrestleMania to me. It still felt like there were big matches. And so for the Stanley Cup playoffs, if it has to happen in front of empty arenas and it's declared that this is safe to have these teams play against each other, but we just don't want any fans there, if that's the case, it won't be quite as strange as you might think. It'll it'll be different. It'll be unique. But I think you'll still, in relatively short order, it, it'll be weird from the opening face-off of Game 1 of a Stanley Cup playoff series. But... I think the more time goes on, the more you'll find yourself just kind of pulled into the game and you'll realize, hey, this is still the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it might be weird without any fans there, but they're still competing in the greatest playoff tournament in sports. We're going to get a Stanley Cup champion out of this. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be weird, like I said, for a team not to have home ice advantage because I think these players really feed off the energy of their home fans. And obviously, home ice advantage is going to be non-existent when the playoffs start if they do it in empty arenas. But it will still be the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, that's what I think these players and these coaches have to remind themselves. is like, yeah, this has kind of a weird feel to it. But you know what? Hey, whoever wins the Stanley Cup, their names go on the Stanley Cup just like any other year. It's just as prestigious as any other year. It's just being done under very unique circumstances. You could argue that it would mean more to win the Stanley Cup this season than in most other seasons because of everything we've been through as a country, as every thing we've been through as a human species because this thing is worldwide right now and so yeah to to come out of that and to come out of you know a really uh bizarre break in the action a pause of the NHL season when we're three quarters of the way through it more than three quarters of the way through it and to come out of it and get back on the ice and find your legs and go through four or maybe five rounds of the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup that's tremendously impressive so yeah I mean you know again it's obviously different pro wrestling versus hockey but I do think that watching WrestleMania, the two-night event, it got me kind of in the mindset where it's like, you know, this isn't quite as bizarre and quite as much of a step down as people might think that it is. I think if you're the NHL, you can get creative. Maybe you can put some cameras in some unique spots. Maybe you can have different cameramen in different spots in the arena where, you know, the fans would usually be sitting and you could get some unique angles. You could maybe mic up the bench a little bit. You could put cameras on the bench. I mean, I don't know. Get creative. Do do whatever you got to do. But yeah, fingers crossed once again, first and foremost, that this pandemic goes away and everybody gets healthy and things can get back to normal. But if and when that happens, let's get ourselves a Stanley Cup champion and let's get these Stanley Cup playoffs underway.
that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thanks for tuning in. We will get back unless something else crazy happens or, or something else unfortunate in the case of Keandre Miller and what happened there. Uh, unless something big happens one way or another, uh, we will get back to our countdown ranking the 19 New York Ranger playoff series wins from 19 all the way to 1. We did 19 through 13 in our last episode. And our next episode is going to be 12 through 7, and then we'll conclude with 6 through 1. So definitely looking forward to that. And like I said, you know, myself and two other Lockdown hosts, we have Gabrielle from Lockdown Red Sox, and we have Javier from Lockdown Padres. We're going to be doing March Madness brackets to determine the greatest sports movie of all time. Right now, the three of us are kind of all just going through the brackets and watching a bunch of these movies that we've never seen before. Uh, for instance, I watched Seabiscuit the other day. That's a movie that came out in 2003, obviously about the horse Seabiscuit. And it's one of those movies that I probably never would have watched, even though I know that it did well and was critically acclaimed. I'm just not that into horse racing, but I watched it and I thought it was a great movie. A lot of really good performances. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic. They really make you feel like you're right down there on the track. You kind of feel like all the excitement and all the danger that comes along with these horse races. So that's just one example. I mean, I watched Creed the other night. I'm a big fan of the Rocky series. I hadn't seen either of the Creed movies yet. I'm getting there, though. But Creed's in the bracket. And I got to watch that movie, really enjoyed that one as well. So, yeah, still going through the list. All three of us are kind of watching movies that we've never seen before that are in these brackets. But we're going to have that special for you guys coming up soon. It's going to be a multi-parter and really looking forward to going through that. going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, good things coming. And, again, fingers crossed that everybody is staying safe out there and staying healthy out there and that we just all get through this together. And if you want to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And absolutely be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again for tuning in. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.